It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. It's the first episode of the offseason. We back. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we're back. First episode of... The post-Astros World Series champion era. Uh, nice little parade. A couple million people showed up. Uh, I don't know that there were any like major highlights from that parade. Like Usually, like the Tyler Matzik thing last year where the cops tried to arrest cops him even though he's on the team. Him. Fucking Ted Cruz took a can to the dome. Yeah, that did. Let's, let's talk about that. I didn't see that. that. Ted oh, Cruz got that? hit. He was let's in the start. parade? Thank you. Let's <laughs> fucking rewind and start at the most ridiculous part of it all. He was in it. This isn't endemic to the Astros. So this isn't pointed at just the Astros. If you are championship team X mm-hmm. and you roll out a politician in your fucking championship parade, you're doing it wrong. I'm, I don't care if they've been lock and step with all the initiatives that brought the organization to the city. They've helped build the fucking ball. Fuck no. Absolutely fucking not. Beat it. Get right the fuck out of here. Where right? Where is this video of fucking Ted Cruz in the parade? Uh, buddy, go to Twitter and look it up. Jared, I tweeted about it. <laughs> it's fucking great. Like, what is... T- I, 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 uh, oh, God. I Fuck. You know I don't know how to fucking look for tweets. But yeah, I tweeted about... Um, I, I tweeted about like like Ted Cruz, like he called Rob. Oh Manfred. shit! Okay, so it wasn't like uh, okay, it was. By the way, he's got his own like rinky dink secret service. This dude 
This dude oh, yeah. was, it wasn't even like he wasn't paying attention. Someone fired a beer can at Ted Cruz's yep. face. There was a man standing next to him who's paying attention and Jerk. still couldn't prevent this beer can from, from hitting him in the Be- face. Because it was well thought out. If you if you watch the video, <laughs> if you watch the video, there's a softer tossed beer can, right? And it's kind of like if I have two balls and I'm trying to hit you with one of them, I'm going to uh, lob one up and watch you track that one and then fucking square you up right in the chest. I only see one beer can in this video. First ball up in the air. No, I'm looking there, at there one were, beer there, can. Well, there were multiple. There were multiple. Not in this video. You always got to. The thing that I've learned, it's, it's kind of like with your parents. Like when you're younger and your parents say stuff, you just take them at their word because they're your parents. You're like, well, there's no way that they're wrong. They're like this godlike figure to you. When I first started podcasting with Dallas, I'm like, well, former big leaguer, he's Dallas Brady, he knows everything. Sometimes, like I've learned, you got to fact check Dallas. There's only one beer can in this video. Like he he gets high a lot. He starts seeing shit. It's it's not a matter of like I don't think that Dallas is intelligent. Sometimes he just hallucinates. Uh, yeah, there's only I'm one beer can in the video. Th- I'm telling you, th- I'm looking at it right now, Dallas. Well, there, one, there one, are, one can. It, it, it depends on what angle. Are you getting the head on <laughs> angle or are you getting the angle where the car is coming uh, at him? I'm getting the angle of like the uh, the grassy knoll view. Like I'm I'm in the perspective of the shooter. So I, I'm I'm seeing Ted Cruz is right in front of me going down the street. Yeah. See, where's my fucking phone? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dallas yeah, just, is, is looking for whatever he's looking for. Dallas, uh, you, you want, why don't you go grab a blue moon while you're up there, too? <laughs> you got one for me? Send it this yeah. way. Yeah, if you, go, if you go find a blue moon and whatever evidence that you're about to, to give to the court. Uh, baseball season is over. You can still feel that ballpark nostalgia with Blue Moon. In fact, Blue Moon was born in a ballpark at the Sandlot Brewery in Denver, Colorado. I'll be there in 12 days, 11 days. Blue Moon. 12. 11. 11. Blue Moon is one of a kind experience. It isn't just for baseball season. It's also perfect for the holiday season. It's bold flavor, bright explosion of color, iconic orange slice ritual, and authentic ballpark roots will make your holidays unique and flavorful. I will make sure that all of the guests at any holiday party that I attend have uh, an endless supply of Blue Moons. Uh, Joe, when's the last time you had a blue moon? Was it in Philly? Was your last blue moon a Philly blue moon? Yes, sir. Wow. They make it. They hit different over there. Yeah. Boom. Blue moon hits different in, at the bank, dude. Uh, That's Ted Cruz. I'm looking at the Ted Cruz got nailed with the blue moon right in the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not everyone can duck and dodge at a championship parade like your boy from its refreshing flavor. With Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander. Blue moon, Belgian white. Uh, who's laughing? Dallas? Yeah, sorry. Blue moon, Belgian style wheat ale is a one of a kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something that's one of a kind? Best served with a signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful hazy color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all holiday season long. Enter for a chance to win an exclusive blue moon paper shoot camera to immortalize those unforgettable holiday moments. Make your holidays brighter than ever with blue moon. Get Blue Moon delivered and enter to win an exclusive paper shoot camera at get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. Blue Moon 
Made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Brew Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ale, no purchase necessary. Open to legal residents of 50 U.S. D.C. Uh, 21 plus only begins November 1st, 2022 and ends on uh, New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2022. Includes four entry periods. For rules, visit bluemoonholiday.com. Void where prohibited. Message and data rates may apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, Dallas has sent something to the group text. I don't know. Uh, you're going to watch the video of Okay, I'm going to watch kids. the video. Okay. <laughs> this is what you're going to watch. All right. Gonna I'm going to... Dallas. Back on God status. Well, nope. I don't know about that. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send. Uh, the, the the thumbnail is just someone giving the finger. Here's the video. It's fucking great. Watch it. You're gonna watch the security guard catch one bo- one beer. Oh, got it. And then that was the decoy beer. And then here comes the next one. Textbook. Textbook. It's textbook, textbook. Jared. Bait, textbook. bait and switch. The bait and switch. <coughs> so I'll just. I'll wait for you to go, Dallas. I stand corrected. No. You were right. No. You well, described no, it what? differently. You described it differently. Like, I don't think that that was like a, this is not a decoy beer. It was just someone tried to hit him with a beer and he caught it. And then someone else tried to hit him with a beer and they hit him. Well, well we it's, don't it's timing. It's, it's, it's a textbook approach. If you're throwing objects at somebody, give him a decoy and then fucking hammer. Him. That's what <laughs> happened. Dude. Maybe it wasn't in, maybe it wasn't a, a uniformed plotted approach, but that's just reactionary. Shout out to Astros fans for having court awareness one guy was ready to let it fly and he was like i just don't know when right i don't i gotta pick my spot so he sees beer can a enter the stratosphere and he's like yep this is my shot and as soon as that beer can hits its apex this guy's like here comes the fucking cruise missile and it fucking landed i don't think that i've seen any like highlights from this parade. I think I saw Alex Bregman catch a beer and chug it, but get most of it on himself and then spike it. By the way, Alex Bregman breaking his finger in the game six of the World Series. So if this had to go seven, you would have had to do it without Breggy. Ooh. I don't know that you're dealing without Breggy. I feel if like you break Breggy's- your finger. Tie it, buddy. The buddy system. It is game seven of the World Series. If there's one game that you're going to suck it up for, but then it's the old question of... Am I hurting uh, my team? Yeah, like, is Bregman at 45% better than the next best option? Well, all depends on what that finger... Do we even know what finger? Index finger? Do we know? Um, Index, Joe? I believe so. I remember watching the... They showed that replay a thousand times, him getting his finger bent in that play at second. Uh, so was it on, yeah. is it on his throwing hand? It's on his glove hand. Yeah, left hand. Okay, so not a big issue. If it's his index finger, not a big issue. Why? Because you don't necessarily use your index finger to grip, right? You're using those lower fingers in your hand on that bottom hand, which would be his glove hand. So mm-hmm. not a big deal there. And if you can withstand the impact of a ball in your glove... Not a big deal there. There's a solid chance they have some numbing medication. So you just 
little shot. CBD, you're good. A little CBD. You're, you're good there, right? You just throw in some can of dips. You're fine. <laughs> um, so I got you no a little and, finger cast for the parade. And, and if I yeah, and, and if if I was going to pick a position player on that team that I that I was like, all right, this guy just got his leg blown off. Who on this roster is still taking their at bat? Alex Bregman's probably on the top of that list. Could you imagine? Like, I mean, obviously you're playing in Houston, whatever. There's a dome. But if they had to play in Philly where it's rainy and cold and you have a broken finger and you still have to swing a baseball bat with that, like, no. No, that sucks. He he already said the pain of it was like he he felt like he was going to throw up. And then you have to swing a baseball bat and make contact with 99, which he did. If you've ever, have you guys ever broken bones before? Yes. <clears throat> so then you, you know what that feeling is like that instant, like that gut, like, oh man, really? Like my, now my, like that's honestly for me, uh, cause it happened at an early age. And then as I like went through life, that's when you know the difference between how fucked up is this? Well, am I about to puke? Cause if I'm about to puke, then I feel like it's probably broken because I only feel like this way when shit is broken. Yeah. It's not great. It's not that's great. Anyways. Too. Uh, we've now approached the time of the year where we're starting to think about qualifying offers. We've got guys opting out of contracts. It's free agency season. Uh, I believe what, what day of the week is it? Thursday, Thursday. So yeah, we're getting to the point where teams can actually start talking to these free agents before we were in a, we had a guy like Scott Boris talk openly about, you know, I guess team there's, there's a window of time where teams can express interest. Yeah, that in was you. yesterday. That was yesterday. Hey, we like they you. Can, they can call up and be like, "Hey, you know, we really we like you a lot. <laughs> you know, you're 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 the type of guy that we would like to have on our team." But they can't say, "Hey, how does eight years, two hundred forty million sound?" Like they can't do that. Uh, so yeah, the Scott Boris, the Scott Boris, when he holds court at the winter meetings, that is essentially one of the more uh, I guess iconic moments of the offseason. Every single offseason, you look forward to Scott Boris holding court at the winter meetings, which will be in San Diego in December. Uh, Joe, have you, you've never been to one before, right? No. You trying to go? <sighs> yeah, I would love Joseph. to put, up, put on my suit, start giving out offers, testing the is waters. That, is, that, is that what we should do this year? Just go full, full suit. Full suit and tie, just fucking shades indoors. Don't talk to anybody. Just, just, just start like eavesdropping on conversation. I mean, literally that happened. Like we heard, we were hearing oh. details of huh. the Garrett Cole negotiations the with the ride. angels in the, the elevator. <laughs> yeah, they How weren't, was that? they weren't, they, I guess I, I, they had to know who <laughs> Dallas was. But we were just fucking standing in the elevator and you've oh. got like Angel's employees going over the details of what their offer was to Garrett Cole. And we're just, me and Dallas are sitting there be like, can you fucking believe this? <laughs> like you, you couldn't have waited till you got off on the 17th floor to, to talk about this shit. Like oh. you don't know who the fuck you're in the elevator with. It, clearly. It was, fuck, the, the, it was fucking great because the elevator doors opened. And as soon as they opened, I didn't even wait for them to start leaving. I just fucking turned. It was like. <laughs> dude. Do you fucking understand what that just was? And yeah. they just walked off and I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Yeah. They're they basically in uh in the process of going from the lobby to the eleventh floor gave us the full rundown, full rundown. on what the the angels offer to Garrett Cole was. Oh man. <laughs> I would have yeah. loved if that happened. Yeah. Because they would have been just as bad with Garrett Cole 
It would have just been way more funny. Oh, God. It would have been. Well, it would have just all been. See, you pick money to go home. The pressure. He can't perform. You didn't help your fucking hometown team. What a terrible decision. Blah, 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 blah. You got the best arm in the game compared uh, with the best player in the game with the best overall talent baseball's ever seen. And you guys still lose. You guys still miss out on first place by three and a half months. Like that's not supposed to happen. Yeah. Outside of outside of that moment, like hearing there were a couple of like pretty cool moments. It was it was hearing the contract offer details to Gary Cole in the elevator unintentionally. Uh going into the gym in the morning and walking in there and like fucking David Wright is over here on the sh- on the shoulder machine, and you got Aaron Boone on the treadmill. It's just it's just like a smorgasbord of of all these like random baseball people, and then uh, seeing Jim Leland smoke a cigarette in person was fucking <laughs> awesome. I was like, that is like it's it's like watching Babe Ruth hit home runs, seeing Jim Leland suck down well, a heater. That's how you're supposed to see him, right? Like you hear yeah. stories of Jim Leland and you're like, well, if this guy's ever going to appear in, in mm-hmm. my world, he's going to be wearing a baseball uniform, he's <laughs> yeah. going to be on a field, and he's going to be smoking a heater. Like those are just <laughs> things that are all going to be true about how I see him. And when you do, you see him, and you're like, okay, so he's not wearing a uni, but goddamn, he is ripping that fucking red right now and just yeah. boop, 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 blowing clouds. I, I heard he has herbals. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you think he's a? You think he's smoking the H? <laughs> he's yeah. He, he's cutting in on Jared's market, dude. I would love to have him on board as like a as like a brand ambassador. This we need is, more uh, of us. Speaking of the winter meetings, then, um, like I can remember, it's not like I was preparing Jared for what was going to happen. I mean, I I was, but he he knows what the winter meetings was all about. But getting that there, was our <laughs> second one. Was that our second one? Yeah, we oh, did that's Vegas right. first. Yeah. yeah, that's right. First one was in yeah. Vegas. So this one, like Jared had a, he had an idea of what was coming. Like this one was better because the in Vegas, nothing happened. Right, nothing. But but, but in and in it's all San just Diego. Rooms. Everything happened. Yeah, it was all just because Vegas is just Vegas is for the front offices to really enjoy the lap of luxury and 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 it really is it's to negotiate in in peace almost like you've got your your war room set up and everything's good to go san diego was just a little different environment but what i took away from san diego and it the reason i think about that now is because of what we're seeing with scott boris now especially specifically with carlos correa and the reason that's interesting to me is because is correa boris guy uh yeah for a long time boris was leading the charge in the booklet game, right? Telling you why this player is so exceptional and how he fits your team and why your team is a World Series contender with him and why you're a third, fourth place team without him. That's not Correa specifically. That's any one of his players. That was Scott Boris's MO. That's how he operated. That's how he kicked the shit out of every other sports agent in baseball is he was able to tell the story and do things and create and find value and explain value in a way others just weren't. Well, now that the information and the analytics serve the purpose they do in the game, everybody's doing the same math problems, essentially. So everybody has an idea of a player's particular value based on their own models and then based on overarching models that the entire game uses and compares. So what we have now, or what we had 
in San Diego with Scott Boris, literally, Joe, literally standing on milk <laughs> crates in the middle of the hotel lobby, and he brought traffic to a standstill. Anybody and everybody that was there to listen to what was going on in the world of baseball stopped what they were doing and started gravitating towards Scott Boris standing quite literally on a milk crate in the middle of the hotel lobby. Explaining explaining what was going on. Yeah. Correa is he just switched to him, right? When? This says WME. Yeah, but he switched to Boris last to sign with the twins. No, he was with Legacy. Okay. I'm double checking that. I could have sworn. Yeah, I mean, you, the, the, where I'm going here is what you have Scott Boris doing now, quite literally, for Carlos Correa. And this is <laughs> things Scott Boris called his client and free agent Carlos Correa. The Dior of defense. The Hermes of hitting. The Louis V uh-huh. of leadership. The Prada of the postseason. <laughs> so the- there's Scott Boris waxing poetically about who his player is, right? Not a single number, not a single statistic, not anything there. Just hyping him up. Just giving you labels and just tapping into the consumerism of America, the capitalistic nature of America, the brand aspect of it. I would say I would say he's he's tapping into the, the America's love of literature. It's more of like a poetic artistic type angle. That's wh- how I see Boris. Like an artist with a brush. Joe, we got a major Painting. literacy problem here in the United States. Major literacy problem. <laughs> Painting. Specifically in Stockton. <laughs> <laughs> eh, we could go to Mississippi. Make us look better if you'd like. What, didn't I look up the stats that Stockton is like no, the second no, most illiterate ago, city? And, uh, those numbers are out of. It's probably. They, out of they definitely got they worse. Matter. They don't mean anything. Like once like COVID hit. Nope. COVID probably don't mean anything. That's see. why Boris isn't using numbers here because they don't mean anything. Numbers don't yeah. mean anything. I just want to make on. sure because this is a fact checking podcast. Carlos Correa is is a uh, Scott Boris client. He switched last January. Um, <laughs> Joe, Joe but, I had it first. Just catching up on credit here. Yeah, catching up on credit, uh, <laughs> and I will I will get the updated information on how high Stockton ranks in terms of uh, illiteracy. It's very high. Yeah, super <laughs> literate, bro. No, no, Stockton, no. Stockton stays high. Illiteracy. <laughs> I'll say this so, about, I don't get how Boris does this shit on the milk crate every year, but nobody films it. There's always like a couple clips, but why can't we get the full speech? Oh, they're, they're, I've got to believe it's out there. I can never find I always just see little clips. Because, you know, when I see Boris, like, that makes me excited thir- to, the for the third least literate, The third least literate city in the country. That's not bad. No, there's... Couple others way ahead of us, dude. Yeah, <clears throat> way ahead, ahead of us. Yeah. I mean, how many movie? cities are there? It's like probably what, like ten. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Not that many cities, and you know, literacy is always, it's just one of those things where you can't really. Yeah, it's just something I don't need you guys to read into. You know, it's it's, sub- it's subjective. Yeah, literate, literate. Yeah, don't don't read into those illiteracy numbers, Jared. Not at all. I can't read. 
I say for the winter meetings, we get we dress up Jared as a player, and then me and Dallas we could be the agents, and we get Jared signed because we have try good- and walk around and be like this guy. <laughs> you should see him. You should see him. Let's uh, let's get some live abs going. All right, we're just for conversation's sake. We're going to start the count at one one. All right. <laughs> Because well, we I want you do. to get a look at this guy's split. All right, it's a we devastating should. split. <laughs> just, pi- so, just picture the count is already at one one. Yeah, where are one, you going? One one, <laughs> one your like, starter blows I, out. You need an arm to go to. I got your guy. I think uh, we can have Jake edit like the the radar guns, so we can just have me throwing at like an extra innings, and then he can just make the radar gun say one oh one. Just <laughs> this dude's got a split at one oh two that just it just falls off the table. Yeah. You you thought old fucking Duran had a splinker. Wait till you see this. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine you just fucking throwing a bullpen in the lobby. Like a <laughs> Boris does. Boris. Everyone wants to see Boris. Not this year. Everyone's looking at Jared. Fucking That's what we do. Gas. That's what we do. We go to the lobbies and we set up a fucking live AB stand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Prove it right here. All right. No, yeah. no, none of the bullshit. No need to go up to the rooms and figure it out. You want your guy? Let's see, let's see what you got. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you, Uncle Scott would 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 uh, go along with it, though. A, a, a live AB? No, like just stand up there and just like hype me up, being like, "This is this is <laughs> this is one of the most highly touted arms that you're going to see here at the winter meetings." We we need to get him to do a like a a legitimate Jared. This is what we got to do. We got to come down here to Southern California, and yeah. we'll go see his. We'll, we'll go to the <clears throat> go to the offices. He won't let. Uh, he doesn't let anyone in unless you're a Boris client. Like that, it's a fucking fortress. Like you got to go in there. I'm assuming because he was interested yeah. in signing you, and then your fucking arm fell off. I couldn't go in there. I, From what I've been told by other Boris clients, it's like it's a fortress, and you ain't coming in unless you're a client or he's interested in making you a client. Well, buddy, once he sees your fastball, <clears throat> well, he fucked up because I, <laughs> I had told him uh, two years ago. I was like, you should branch out into media and make me your first client. He's like, all right, yeah, there goes your fucking commission. Would have been huge, you dick. Yeah. I mean, I'm still a Boris guy deep down, but he really (laughs) dropped the ball now. Just just called him a dick. Still Boris. But yeah, he deserves that. (laughs) Still a Boris guy, but he fucking, he absolutely dropped the ball on that. Yeah. The winter meeting's definitely a great place to be. Lot going on. I, uh, I think we can make some moves there. When is it officially? Is it before Christmas? It has to be, right? It's that. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's probably like a month sixth. from right now. Yeah, it's like December fifth or sixth or some shit. It's like soon, mm-hmm. like two and a half, three weeks. Ooh, I hope it's. Ooh, I hope it's not uh, oh, on the seventh. You're gonna be Colorado. No, I'm in Colorado the twentieth to the twenty second. Oh, but uh, December seventh is uh. That's Mariana Rivera Day. It's closing day. It's over day. Really? Big mm. move in day? Big move in day. Big move in day. It's going to be great. I mean, you're not going to be doing anything. Don't I have to like sign papers and shit? I don't know. How does that work? No. Closing day is just the day that it becomes mine? Yeah, it's official. So I don't have to be there for that, right? No, I'm, I don't know. I've never, never, never bought a house before. Well, don't you got people <clears throat> doing shit for you? Or no, I don't know, dude. Who cares? Who yeah. cares? Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck what it. You if you're if you're asking me, would I rather buy a house or be at the winter meetings? I'm picking the winter meetings, dude. 
I'll be there for the winter meetings. I don't care if I lose the house over this. <laughs> Fucking dedicated, bro. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, what else was I going to ask? Oh, um, so so with the winter meetings coming up, obviously big market for the free agents. Um, do we have any initial thoughts yeah. on what the free agent market's going to look like? How it's yeah. going to unfold? We've obviously yeah. got some key players to consider here. Um, w- what direction do we want to go with this? Here, let's uh, let's just start. Do you want to you want to start at the top? Start with the A's. Who are the A's getting? Yeah, who are the A's getting? Dallas, come on now. <laughs> Come on now, Dallas. Give me some hope here in Oakland. The A's are going to continue to do... Give us some hope, brother. ...what we've always done, and that's find talent internally that we know is on the precipice of becoming great. And that's what the opportunity at the big leagues provides these players is the opportunity to become great. And we've got a lot of those guys in-house, Jared. No need to look outward when we're talking about giving guys opportunities (laughs) At the big league level. You like that? <laughs> huh? Yeah, dude. How about the fucking kings of interest? How's that going for you? Uh, like every phrase so that far. pops up. Oh, hey, we talked to them. I want to <clears> let <throat> you know the Red Sox have interest. We've thought about adding good players to our team. So there's another Let's free agent. Let's go Red Sox. Let's go Red Sox. Let's go Red Sox. Go Red Sox. This is, this is, yeah. You want to know, see, if I had the soundboard, the, the meeting sounds something like the Garrett Cole speech when Haim is talking to the folks about who they're going after. Hmm. Well, you know, I just, and, you know, I mean, just, for Pete's sake, it's <laughs> for Pete's sake, it's the free agent market, guys. <laughs> we got to show some interest. Yeah. Man. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so let's. I mean, we've we've kind of laid out the offseason plans for the Oakland A's. Uh, let's, <laughs> yeah. Let's, They're going to be splurging. Right move right on into the Red Sox. You guys have a left side of the infield you're looking to lock down. And what's crazy about that is dominoes, Jared, typically fall after you knock one down and there's one behind it. Um, and spacing is a is a big deal. You know, it matters because one domino could fall, and if they're not close enough, well, then that other domino probably not going to fall so it's it's xander who's like you know i i've i've done everything i can here i've shown them i i've more than shown them who i am what i'm capable of what i mean to this club and then he got devers devers right old fucking old baby scoops old scoops as he's known in those parts caribus and he's like well i've got the fucking golden ticket here i've got all of the cards, all 52 of them, and the sleeve. That's right. A couple aces up there. So why don't you guys figure out what you're going to do with Xander, your all-world, all-star shortstop, organizational pillar, because I know you guys are into trading those kind of talents away. Why don't you figure out what you're going to do with him? And then you're, there, you're a fucking ace, man. You just traded every player. What are you we're, we're talking on the Red about? Sox. We're, we're on to the Red Sox, Jared. We're not. We're, we're on, on the, the Red, Red Sox. Sox. We're talking about the free agents for this offseason. Right. We're going to start at the top. Situation in Boston. We're going to start right. at the top. No, we're going to start at the top. <laughs> yeah, Aaron I Judge. Where that conversation was going? Nope. 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 Uh, Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. Where is he going? This is uh, November 10th. If you're listening to this in the future, we're talking about this on November 10th, 2022. Aaron Judge. 
Joseph, where do you got Aaron Judge going? I got him going with the Yankees. The big, bad, scary Yankees. Oh, okay. Dallas, you got Judge staying in New York? I I find it hard to believe that Aaron Judge leaves that world, leaves that universe. Why? Um, but th- b- because he's already said on record he fucking hates it there. <laughs> it's it's obvious what being in New York can do for you as a player slash star and that's what aaron judge is he's not only a player but he's a, he's a superstar he is a fucking superstar now does wh- that star, what, did, what did i do wrong what did i see wrong <laughs> does, does that does that star shine as brightly on the west coast and all that matters is whether or not aaron judge cares about how bright the star shines because there's a lot of other things you factor in right compensation taxation, blah, 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 blah. You're going to make your peace with that either in New York or in California. So from there, what interests you? Are you Money. genuinely interested in being a pillar in your community? Do no. you think about the work you want to do and how no. that impacts your community? Is New York mm-hmm. the place for that? Do you no. want to do that somewhere else? You know, like, like home. That's, you mean? Where, that's where the giants come into play. Obviously <clears throat> is what Farhan Zaidi has said. Mm-hmm. Um, which I already have a I have a call and a text out to Farhan. Just waiting back. Um, You're trying to jump ship from the A's? N- no, I'm trying to get him on our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, I thought you were looking for a job. No, no, no. Why would anyone no, want no, to no, be Green and gold till I die, A's. homie. Green and gold till I die. Mm. Um, eh. So if you're Aaron mm. Judge, and we're talking about the star that we were just talking if about. If the San Francisco Giants offered you a job right now to be in the front office, you'd be like, nope, I actually love talking about the green and gold, baby. I love yeah. the Oakleys. Oakleys till I die. I like, it- I like commas in the paycheck, Jared. I don't know that commas are, are, are in that paycheck. I, so, I, I don't know if that's true. I mean, first year, first year front office job, it's, you know. You gotta you gotta you gotta work your way in there. You gotta show I up, mean, show value. You, you hey, put it this way: you wouldn't be the first person to be in a broadcast booth and a front office at the same time. So maybe you can do both. Jared, you're not exactly paving the way there. You're not exactly a pioneer. Who's to say I'm not already in that position? Oh, okay. Mm. All right, Dallas. Who's to say I just haven't been vocal about that? Look at this guy. So you're taking credit for trading the whole team last year? <laughs> Is your fault for getting doll, uh, pennies on the dollar for Matt Olson? No, I have. You guys have as much to do with that decision making as me, as frankly, a lot of people, I would assume. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the point we're making about Aaron Judge. Think about this. Is. Buster is now part owner of the San Buster Francisco only? Giants. Oh, Buster, Buster Posey. Posey. Okay. I was going to say that's a huge conflict of interest in the journalistic of the, world. <laughs> of the San Francisco Giants, right? <clears throat> you win three chips. You ball out. You do what Buster did. And that's the kind of door that opens. 
how many, and I'm not saying that it wouldn't be possible in New York. I don't know. Maybe there is a number to this. How many former New York Yankees have a slice of the ownership group? Are there, are there any? I don't know. How many former so, Yankees are in the ownership group of the Yankees? I don't think any. So what you are now selling to Aaron Judge, if you're the San Francisco Giants, is something completely different than what the New York Yankees have to offer. Because the New York Yankees cap their offer at everything that you bring to them and what their environment can do for you and your star power. What the Giants could potentially be selling is a lifelong relationship that extends far beyond baseball. When you start talking about your portfolio and the future earnings and opening up a door of potential ownership, like that's where the road ended for Buster Posey. Three World Series rings and a Hall of Fame career later, and the guy's part owner of the organization he brought world championships to. What does that have to do with Aaron Judge? If Aaron Judge values those kind of opportunities away from just what he's doing on the baseball field, maybe that's available to him on the West Coast and not on the East Coast. So what do you think, that- if, if I were to ask you right now, what are Aaron Judge's list of priorities in order? Like if you're looking for a new home or maybe, it, maybe it's, you know, the Yankees are still being considered, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, what does he value and what's the order of that? Well, that's, that's the question. I would like to think that guys who are in this spot, in his spot, you got the world by the balls. You have the baseball market by the balls. It's about who's going to write the biggest paycheck. So if you understand that, now you can sort of filter some of those teams out who might be coming 20 to 30 million short of what your biggest offer is, but maybe the offerings outside of the contract are a little different. So I would prioritize winning. Number one is winning. Winning. Where are we at here? Like, I want to join a fucking winner. I'm a winner. I want to be a part of a winner. What does that look like? How close are we to that? So that would mean that he's he's leaving New York. Mm, No. It's. Ooh, no, Joey. They're not a winner. Yankees are winners, man. No. I mean, they make the playoffs every year. So why aren't they winners? No, that's like saying, uh, are you are you considered a shopper? If you walk into Target, but you don't buy anything? Potential shopper. No, you're shopping. He, he you're doesn't want to be a shopping. potential winner. He wants to be a winner. Yeah, you're not buying. There's no such thing as a winner. Only potential winners. <sighs> That's not true. <clears throat> until, until they win. The future, there's no such thing as... He's never won anything. So who's the winners in 2023? There's only potential winners for 2023, 2024, 2025. Yeah, but you gotta, you've got to put yourself in the best position to be a winner. And I would say the team that never wins is not putting yourself in the best position to do that. Well, Well, if you were to compare the San Francisco Giants to the New York Yankees and you were Mm -hmm. to ask yourself the question, who's closer to a sustainable window of success? I think that's a question you have to ask. (laughs) Yeah, so they're coming off of what? 107 win season pretty recently. When's the last time the Yankees won 107 game? Never. They've never done it. They've never done it. They want to talk winning. You want to talk winning, Dallas? Let's talk winning. Well, I mean, there's there's another route that you could go when you talk about winning. That the oh Yankees championships, yeah, the Giants really have like way more go. championships more recently than the Yankees do. I don't think that I don't think that uh, Aaron Judge cares about the twenty championships that the Yankees won before the Kennedy assassination. Nineteen sixty three. You could start how many championships have been won since two thousand ten, <laughs> right? 
Okay. Yeah. That's three to nothing. So. So yeah, I'm. I'm I, I, it's where, see, it but, feels like an easy choice. It's one is winning, two is years. I think. I think years become before dollars. Uh, That's, see, inside you know That's inside info. That's inside info. That's inside info. That must, but, but Jared, those two things. I'm not saying that you're wrong there, and I'm not saying the the inside. I'm talking about the thought process of <clears throat> prioritizing money in years. Those are almost a wash, depending on which one. Like I can dress it up, I can shorten it and and load you up, or I can. But that's probably not what you want. The load and spread it out. You won't even have right, to so, lighten the load. I don't think. Like, let's just no, say we're talking a five-year deal versus an eight-year deal. I don't think the AAV is going to be that much of a discrepancy. It's just I want the extra three years. And how old is Aaron Judge? Thirty. Thirty-one. Thirty. Did he turn thirty-one yet? No. He's going to be 31, I believe, next season. Well, let's, he let's is, confirm that. Because he's 30. He'll be 31 in April. Okay. So starting his age 31 season, mm-hmm. when you think about Aaron Judge, when are you thinking about the, the drop-off occurring? When 35. does he start taking a hit? 35? 35, yeah. Okay. So what do those two to three years look like on the backside? 36, 37, 38. What do those years look like? Well, if you're you, a DH, you probably willing? not terrible. What like, you, there are well, certain that, guys, like you, you look at the, the body, the 6'7", um, the wear and tear after playing that many years, depending if it's in center field or it's in right field or what have you. Uh, yeah, like you can... It's it's not an uncommon thought to be like, yeah, like by 35, he's probably going to be broken down. But that doesn't mean he's going to be useless. <clears throat> no, it doesn't mean he's going to be useless. But that's when you start talking about lightening the load and stringing it out or really loading up and shortening the window. Th- that's where that conversation of priority, like if you're Aaron Judge, what do you need here? What are you after? Because Because Jared, in the past, the reason years were important is because it's one, obviously it's it's guaranteed work, right? But that also played into your pension because you're trying to get to 10 years to max the pension out. So when contracts started getting thrown around 10 years or seven years, eight years, the conversation started to become, Jesus Christ, they just handed a guy three quarters of a pension and we're not sure what it's going to look like after that. So the money was something that was important as well. But if I'm not going to get a ton of the money and you're going to give me the years, okay, I can, there's some give and take there. But now we're at a point where we're talking about 35 fucking million dollars a year. And if you give me $35 million over six years, I'd like to believe I'm not going to be dependent on that pension come age 62. I'd like to think my ducks would be in somewhat of a row, at least in the same fucking pond. If I'm scratching a hundred, two hundred million dollars in six years, right? So I'm not too worried about those extra three years that you're dangling in front of me. What does that mean? Three years that I have to try to keep my body in shape. Three years I have to roll through three hundred at bats down to one hundred and eighty at bats because I can't stay fucking healthy and bubble. Like there's just a lot of different things that can happen. So now in today's game, that's why I'm always curious about guys. Where's the priority? Are you looking for years? If so, why is it the years for you? 
if you're looking he's looking for years and, and 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 my question wouldn't would always be to the player in this situation and not like it's a bad thing like dude why are you after the years why are you after the t-? no i'm genuinely curious based on what i just explained with financial compensation yeah well i guess we'll see what happens but um I- I can say that I I guess I would be a little surprised if the Yankees don't pony up, but it, it's just, I think it's just because I grew up n- having it beaten into my brain that the Yankees would never let never. a player like this go. So, so now go this route. You remove the judges' chambers. You remove everything that was talked about this season when it came to the New York Yankees. If you remove Aaron Judge from that equation, what are you talking about? Whom are you talking about? Who's driving that ship of interest? Now you're talking about Garrett Cole and you're talking about Nasty Nestor blasting onto the scene. No, Stan's the guy. Stan's the guy. He's making big money and he still performs at a high level. It's just he's just as much of a injury risk as any other guy. But I mean... Like the fact that Giancarlo Stanton came to the New York Yankees and he wasn't the guy, that's because Aaron Judge was the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Stan would be have a hard time being the guy because he mm-hmm. wasn't a mm-hmm. homegrown player, but he mm-hmm. came there coming off an MVP season. Like he's still pretty good. damn good. Oh, that's, that's And that's when fine. they get to the playoffs, Stan's the guy that fucking carries the load. It's, it's, Aaron Judge has sucked in the playoffs. Like that's where like Yankee fans have booed Aaron Judge in the playoffs. They have Jared. booed him. Jared. They run in Stanton out in center. No, but that doesn't mean anything. You have it Bader. Means, no, no, it does. No, though. it, it doesn't. does. No, it, it doesn't. You what do you mean? No, you don't it have doesn't. to. You don't have to play a premier position to be the guy in New York. Like the yes, Jeter was a shortstop. That, having Stanton hamstrings you. We've got two spots for you. That's it. Yeah, I, that's it. Yeah, that's it. But that's all he's we can still do. a name. You can't say that Stanton's not still a name. And I'm no. not saying that he's going to be the guy like Garrett Cole will probably be the face of the Yankees, which is the worst thing that you could ever ask for as a Yankee fan. Like we have this whiny fucking bitch as our as our face of the franchise. Like, God damn. Like, how long is it going to be until and, uh, one of these guys steps up and is and, and is the face of the franchise? When's the last time a New York Yankee pitcher has been the face of the franchise? My fucking dentist calls me more than any fucking crazy (laughs) ex-girlfriend that I've ever had. Like, I'll be at the appointment. I'll be there. They've called me fucking five times this week and left three voicemails. I'll be there. I put it in my calendar. Go ahead. I just want to take care of You got a pretty mouth, Jared. They want to take care of it. Whoa. (laughs) And and how how um, how does Giancarlo Stanton react to being sort of backburnered in terms of uh, the support from the organization into creating this star. Like they just let Stanton be Stanton, right? They've let him get booed back into the dugout at time. Like no big deal. Judge, 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 judge. That's the drum that's been beaten. That's the flag that's been flown is Aaron judge. And what I'm asking you is, do you think, that the Yankees could call an audible and reroute all of that energy through Giancarlo Stanton and not miss a beat. That's what you think can happen. Cause I got, I got a big fuck. No thinking that that's no, 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 no. That's why we were talking about judge the way we were is because he was just stuck in right field 
couldn't oh, well nope now we need him in Not center. Even. oh my god this guy's great like he can move around to your point he's six seven 300 pound behemoth who can run got an arm can drop dick yeah the organizational arm. face type shit throwing guys out from fucking second base organizational pillar type shit and i'm just yeah. asking I, I i'm not asking any longer i don't believe that Giancarlo Stanton slides in and just no i don't either i don't either shoes. but he's still a name he's still a former mvp he still is a legit power threat and he's performed in the postseason i think that if you're if you're talking about uh potential for a guy to fill the gap in terms of like star power Star power and face of the fan- fr- face of the franchise are two completely different conversations. Very. I think Cole's Cole's the more face of the franchise guy because even though he's not a, um, a Yankee farmhand, he's still like I'm your Yankee fan forever, man. Hold on, he's a fucking he's one of them. Like he was a dork in the fucking bleachers that probably got picked on by other Yankee fans, even as a Yankee fan. But uh, he he's more of a face of the franchise type, fucking nerd. <laughs> I just, you know, I mean, for Pete's sake, it's. <laughs> well, do you, I, I, how this, do you think that, um, do you think that judge will get more per year than Garrett Cole? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, maybe, maybe not the AEV, but I'm sure that he will have seasons that are north of what Garrett Cole makes. I would say yes if you know he's older, so they probably won't give him as long of a deal. But you want there to pack that in per year. There you go. There you go. This all this always goes back to, and and the calendar is is getting longer. But it was probably five six years ago now, where we had the conversation. Could you imagine paying a guy forty fucking million dollars a year to play baseball? Forty mil, fifty mil a year. If judges thirty one. And we're talking about a slide starting at 35, 36. Well, that gives us four years. 40 mil times four. I mean, I don't see any reason why he couldn't potentially threaten that. Again, what does the organization think? How are they going to roll him out? Do they got an eight-year plan for Aaron Judge? Or do they got a five-year plan for Aaron Judge? Five years and you figure it out. Five years and you figure it out. Anyways, um, that was a long time to spend on one player on this list. Uh, Jacob DeGrom. Well, they say he likes Texas. Mm. I just wanted on record that I said Jacob DeGrom to the Texas Rangers on this podcast like a month and a half ago. And now everyone's like, bro, everyone's been saying DeGrom to the Rangers. (laughs) No one. And I mean... No one at the time that I was saying DeGrom to the Rangers was saying DeGrom to the Rangers. It was DeGrom to the fucking Braves or DeGrom staying with the Mets. Or did you say a high profile pitcher? DeGrom. Do you have record of that? Yes. On this show. You were there. All right. I just I I would want to be reminded that you used DeGrom's name. Sure. And and not the high profile pitcher. Um, I said on Twitter. On Twitter, I said that, but on this on this podcast, I said Degrom, and then on Twitter, uh, uh, what was it when they hired Bochi? I was like, oh, maybe a future Hall of Famer could be joining him there, and then everyone was like, Clint Kershaw, enough with the Kershaw to the Rangers rumors, and like, oh, you really you think Justin Verlander is going to opt out and go to the Rangers? 
No one put two and two together that I was talking about DeGrom. No one. And I remember, where were we? I was in a fucking airport somewhere. Uh, must have been when we were in Seattle, maybe? When we first got to Seattle was when they hired Bochi. But yeah, I was talking about DeGrom. Like, I, I've been beating that drum for a fucking month and, and change now. And now we so have, the, what was it? The uh, same. Heyman. Your so boy, you just, Dallas. Your fucking yeah, boy, well, John Heyman. We'll, we'll get into that. Trust mm. me. Um, that, that, that's why the prioritization questionnaire is the go-to in these moments when you're having this conversation. You're just trying to figure out what the player thinks, what the player's after. I mean, are the Rangers as close as they think they are? I mean, they kind of have to be. If you spend half a billion dollars on two players, it's time to... If you're not as close as you think you are, then it's time to close the gap to get to how close you want to be. Well, and that's... uh, Sure. A move for Jacob deGrom definitely starts your ball rolling in that direction. But I got to feel like there's, there's a little more ground to make up. Well, I can tell you that if DeGrom goes there, he's not going alone from a, from a starting pitching perspective. There are other guys that I know are very tempted to, to go there and join him. There are, there are guys that are tempted to go there even, even, if, even if DeGrom himself doesn't go. There are still guys that can help that are still interested. It's not contingent on DeGrom going there. There are arms that are interested in going there. So. Well, yeah, they just traded for Odorizzi. They're already making yeah. splashes, baby. Yeah, they, they're going to bring back uh, Martin Perez. All-star Martin Perez. Yeah, they, they just, they, I mean, like as it sits right now, that is a glaring, glaring hole for the Texas Rangers. Yeah, well. We'll see what happens. Where do you got him going, Dell? I don't know, man. I really don't know. Like I, I haven't even. I'm just throwing it. It's November. No one's, no one's holding you to this. No one's saying, I guarantee I got Jacob to go. I'm going to the place. No one's holding you to this. Just a little prediction for the time period. Because there's nothing. I mean. Why can't San Francisco be involved in that conversation? I don't think he wants to go out west. I mean, if they, I guess if they miss on Judge, they're going to have a fuck ton of money to spend, and maybe it comes yes, down to are. that. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to miss on Judge. Well, that's the rumor that they're not. Hmm. Yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> part of me wants to think, does the training staff situation and his comfort level in New York or maybe feeling like that kind of that's run its course. Does that matter at all? Because Jacob deGrom is somebody that you have to handle with care. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of if the injuries are going to pop up. It's a matter of when can you get out in front of him? How long is it going to take you to get him back on the field? That's the history of this guy. That's not a, a knock per se. That's the, those are the facts. I'm not knocking him. Those are the facts. So you basically just call him a pussy, but is that something you consider? I guess I'm sure it's on a list, but it can't be very high up. It's like, I'll, I'll, if you're going to give me a fucking $120 million over three years, I'm happy to go get hurt wherever the fuck you want me to get hurt. dude. (laughs) Sure. Mm -hmm. 
cares? It's going to take a lot of money and there's a lot of risk. So it's got to be a team who's willing to spend a lot of money. So why does he leave Uncle Stevie's nest? Yeah, that's, that's I don't. Point. I think there. I think that there's a, a somewhat of a deterrent playing for the Mets. I've yeah, heard that from guys. That's the rumor that he doesn't want to be in New York and he wants to be close to home. But then it's like, how many teams? I mean, I don't know. Like people are saying, the Braves. I just don't really see the Braves unless he's going to go with for like a discount. The Braves don't seem like a team that's really going to want to like just blow up massive load on yeah. one pitcher. Especially when you've got Dansby out there. And if you're not, if you're not well, going to bring back Dansby, then but you have to sign a is, shortstop and they're all going to cost a good chunk of change. But this is why the Braves have been able to make some of the deals that they've been able to make is because they just continue to hit on these extremely team-friendly deals. So when are you going to use that to your advantage? When is an opportunity to go, all right, we look around and we've secured some pretty solid talent for a while at a pretty decent rate financially. Is there anybody out there that we feel like we could spoil? Is there anybody out there that we can make an extremely comfortable offer to just because we've had such good luck with everything else. Our, 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 our eyes are dotted. Our T's are crossed. We've got things locked up for the next five years plus, and we feel good about that. Yeah, they, they, they'd used it on Charlie Morton. That's what they used. <laughs> yeah, like if you're the Braves and you've gotten lucky to this extent with getting guys for under market value on long-term deals, core pieces... I feel like you don't take the money that you've saved and just throw it at something that's such an uncertainty. And yeah, I, I wish I they would. I mean, it's, it's yeah, like it's Jacob Degrom. Like you're talking about one well, of the what's, best what's pitchers the of all time. What's the uncertainty? Jacob Degrom. Injuries. The injuries, right? Yes. Correct. Okay, so if 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 they're in a spot where they've made, I I I'm going to say made money on these deals. It's obviously it's saving money, but that's, is there a buffer for them where they feel like, you know what, but behind closed they take doors, a risk. we could fucking eat this. All right. Behind closed doors. We all know that we can eat this. So should shit hit the fan and we need to go and acquire somebody at the deadline or before the deadline, because things aren't looking great. Well, we've got resources in the minor leagues and we've got cash considerations to throw into this package here. So and and they could look at it as we're paying nothing in terms of dollars, extra dollars or assets and prospects to get Mike Soroka. Yeah, none. That's that He'll was your be, opening day starter a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. He'll be there. Yeah, and Soroka's fucking what? 25, 26. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm looking at the payrolls right now. Right now, the Braves are second in payroll I mean, for 2023. I guess you can't really go off that right now since no one's really. What would the anyone. world? What would the world look like with a Justin Verlander revisiting Houston and Jacob Degrom coming over as well? And Houston. <laughs> no, I'm not saying no. I just. No? Uh, 
I mean, no, you just, I, I you just won it? the World Series. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, come on. Why not? Oh, that's Bobby Dynamite's music. That'd be wild. Yes. Are you uh, a little birdie say something to you, Dallas? No. Just You're just throwing it out there? Just throwing it out there. I mean, Interesting. Why, is, why is Verlander pulling out? Well, because he wants more money. Okay. Now, or maybe does he want more money or does he want does he want to like get more years? Wanna, well, it's money, years. Verlander would be a perfect guy who uh, I mean, what was Tom Brady doing in New England? Right? Restructuring shit so they could bring guys in around him. Mm-hmm. I don't what think if, Verlander's doing that. Yeah. He ain't he ain't restructuring to take less. So that the fucking Astros can go and sign Jacob DeGrom. That's just saying. Well, it's, it's not a matter of necessarily taking less. He's not married to Giselle. He's married to a Giselle wannabe. Oh, Whoa. shit. Oh, <laughs> shit, dude. Jared. Fucking top rope. God damn. That, that is the epitome of a stray right there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Kate doing nothing but living nothing her life. Wrong. Mm-hmm. And Jared put her square in the crosshairs. My God, oh, my bad. She'll never my be Giselle. God, she'll well, never be Giselle. Why? Why can't Verlander be doing that? Why can't like because that's what, just not a baseball thing. Like there's why not? there's no like why because not? in foot because in football there's a salary cap in baseball there's not. No, we can backload this thing. Like no. hey, Verlander, we'll we'll fucking pay you whatever till you're sixty. All right, we're good. We don't care about that. We're into winning right now. I mean, Jim Crane just paid Dusty Baker with a one-year contract after winning the World Series. And we can get into why. And yes, Dusty's age. I get it. He's probably He's not a thousand be years old. Years. He looks great. He it. looks great. But like that might be that might be Dusty's doing where he might have informed the Astros like, hey, like, you know, let's go year to year with this. Like the job is yours as long as you want it. But like, I don't want to be under contract for three years and then decide after the first year that like, I don't really want to do this anymore. Right. Or the GM, right? Look, because sometimes if you can, in a perfect world, the tenure of your front office typically lines up with the tenure of your manager or very close to. And that's just because you're working so closely with these individuals. You want to make sure that everybody's of the same mindset and we're after the same goal. Um, So I think that's an obvious sort of thought to have, but that's why I think about, okay, if if nobody is being thrown that big deal, then why can't it be a situation where Justin Verlander is saying, all right, look, we're not sure what things are going to look like in the future. That's fine. You think we have a window? I think I've got three more years or so to ride this thing out. Let, let's make something happen. All right. If we need to get this guy in the building now and you can take care of me later because this frees us up here. Then let's let's talk about it. Let's have that conversation. The only reason I even consider that is because of how well things have gone for Verlander in Houston. The position the team is in in their division, there's there's not really anybody beating your door down, right? Mariners have had a good run. The Rangers are trying to retool and and get their shit together. 
the Angels are well, well they're in the division as well, <laughs> and so are the A's. And so, if you're Verlander at 38, 39 years old, second TJ, you've said out loud that you feel like you got three or four more good ones in you, and you just come off a World Series and a Cy Young. Well, it goes quick, right? Like if you're if you're a starting pitcher. The difference between an NFL quarterback who wants to give it another go and a going on, he'll be 40 in February. So he won't throw another big league pitch uh, as a 39-year-old. His whole season will be at, at age 40. Like, can you really, like, are you going to commit two, three years? Like, what do, like, what's he looking for? Well, th- that's, again... That has to do, like, we're going to find that out. Those are conversations we're not going to be privy to until the deal's done. Well, he's telling you that he wants a multi-year deal if he's opting out right now. Well, and, or, I mean, it's just common sense. If you win the Cy Young and you have an opt-out, you take it. Yeah, because who's yeah. going to, and, and that's where, again, Verlander, we're looking at this through the lens of somebody who is maybe 28 years old, coming off a championship run, and a really sexy accolade in a Cy Young slash MVP type. What does that player want to do? He's got his, I don't want to say whole career ahead of him, but he's in the middle of his prime earning years. So opting out and getting all of the offers is exactly what he should be doing. Justin Verlander is not in that spot. And that's where the mentality comes in. And that's why I asked what I asked. If winning is the only thing that you give a shit about at this point in time, I just want to win. And he's got a legacy that he wants to that he wants to just put a stamp on. So I didn't realize that Verlander's option was for twenty five million. Mm-hmm. So if he's gonna win the fucking Cy Young award, uh, you look at what the Mets are giving Max Scherzer at his mm-hmm. age, and you're like, mm-hmm. wait a second, twenty five million? How about fucking forty? <laughs> because I, I think I don't think he's gonna get forty. But it's going to be a lot closer to 40 than it is 25, I think. And are the Houston Astros a team that is willing to do that? Maybe for, not. For one year, maybe. For one Jim, year, maybe. But this, back to my point, for one year, maybe, what if I told you you could break that up over the next 15 years for me, the next 20 years for me? Because I'm okay with it. Because I'm Justin Verlander. My bank account has several of its own bank accounts. I don't, I'm not worried about the money. I want to fucking win. Let's yeah. talk about how we do that. And if I'm a part of that and I am where I'm in, then, then yeah, man, you know what I mean? Benia me. Benia I think, I think if, if the Yankees miss on judge, like if the giants just blow judge away, that Verlander could end up in the Bronx. Ooh, because the, I think the Astros like, like to your point, the Astros could be hesitant to to give a guy like closer to I mean the age of 40, 40 million dollars if that's what it ends up being. Like right. I haven't I haven't read any of the uh you know the experts like prediction like what contract yeah. could he get. Uh but I mean it's definitely it's going to blow past 25 I would assume especially if it's on a one year deal and you're going to have these teams that are desperate for like you- fuck we got to like how why did we lose in the playoffs last year? Oh because we didn't have dominant starting pitching. Even like the Phillies like, yeah, like imagine adding Verlander to fucking Wheeler and Nola and guys like that. Yeah, exactly. And 
I've always wanted, I've talked about this for years since LeBron started the NBA super team approach to free agency. I have always, always said out loud, what would the world of baseball look like if you had three or four high profile free agents who were in a spot where they have made their money and they're not prioritizing the compensation first, but you are in a sweet spot where there's three, four really good dudes who are willing to work with you. The athletic, the athletic predicts Justin Verlander to get three years, 135 million. He's fucking 40. I mean, good for him if he can get it, but Jesus Christ, that's a, that's an AAV of $45 million. Here I am saying like, oh yeah, like it, it's going to be a lot closer to 40 than it is to 25. If if the AAV is 45 fucking million right. and you're talking about committing three years to this dude at 45 million a year, how many teams are able to do that? How many teams are willing to do that? And side yeah, note, like, I think personal, your prediction came up short, but that is that is exactly why the conversation we're having right now, I have to believe plays some sort of part in where Verlander lands. Jesus. Like, all right, dude, we're willing to have the discussion about, let me make sure I'm saying this correctly. Let me realize I'm saying it out loud to a 40 year old, two time Tommy John guy. Um, Yeah, man, fucking 40 million, 45 mil a year over the next three. Um, Is there any way we could work that over the next like 23? (laughs) Are, Are you down with that? Yeah. Like how Justin can- <laughs> Verlander, you are a Baltimore Oriole. That's how. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hope so, dude. It would be it would be I mean, this is for me it's one of the more interesting if not one of the most interesting uh free agent situations to follow this offseason. You think he gets Sim- 3 years? I do because he's at this point in time well, how do you not believe the guy? No, he told I, you he was I, coming, right? He told you he was coming back. And he I told want you he some was sort of protection. Like, I, I don't know that I can just sure. guarantee three years to a 40-year-old. I don't know. I just can't do that. I mean, his argument is, I've got a brand new tendon. So the tendon that you are worried about, it doesn't have 40 years of the wear and tear of pitching on it. It's got, ah, ah, un year worth of wear and tear on it. Because they just fucking stuck it in there. So does that put you at ease? And I think the natural reaction is, no, dude, it doesn't because you're 40 and you throw 100 still. And that takes a lot out of the body. And you're not getting any easier in terms of rebounding and recovering and blah, 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 blah. So does Verlander want to win? Yes. Where does he see that being the most likely in a three-year window? Those are the conversations that you got to have with yourself when you're sitting at home on the porch, smoking your fifth blunt, wondering what the fuck free agent's going to look like. That, ask yourself that. Joe, where do you got JV ending up? I think he's going to stay. You think he he's going to win? I mean, the guy's already made $400 million already That's through nice. his career. Do you see what the Powerball was? It was nothing. Two Billy? Two Bill, yeah. dude. 400 million yeah that's like but it's good for him someone like that it's good like, for him but it's kind of broke bitch type money well what do you expect i mean guy just got a shit elbow <laughs> like 
he's doing the best he can. Four hundred million. I mean, he's done okay for himself. Scraping by, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But where else would he want to go? Back home, back to Michigan. Kate Upton's from Michigan. You know what? I where I wouldn't want to go? Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. miserable. Yeah, like okay. I'll throw out the if you guys ever make the playoffs before I die, I'll throw out the first pitch, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> if you have a Detroit Tigers Hall of Fame, I'm happy to come back and accept all that. But as far as competing, playing on the team, I think I'm good for right now. Well, how about quick, quick sidetrack? Uh, Verlander, who's he going to retire as if he stays? If he stays with the Astros the rest of his career, Hall of Fame. Who's he go to the Hall of Fame? What hat? Houston. Which is crazy to think about. Houston. Tigers fans right now not screaming even a second, at their Spotify's. Not even a second thought. Houston. There is a, I really? agree with you, no, but there is not. a second thought. No, there is. Really. He won a Cy Young and an MVP in the MVP. same season with the fucking Tigers. That's He's great. He's played four years for Houston. He played what? Fucking 11 with Detroit? Mm-hmm. Dang. I mean, he, he, he does have very close ties and is still very close with the Illich family. I just think... If, especially if you add another three years onto his tenure in Houston. I mean, the, the, the greatest thing about that is he was a Hall of Famer in Detroit and he's a Hall of Famer in Houston. Well, you so, got to take into account his brother also played for the Tigers. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so he, you know, it's like if he goes with the Tigers, it's like they both make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I feel, yeah, the brother option. Yeah. Yeah. So bring them along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's like a, a plaque and then like a cardboard cutout. Tony Segoy. All right, so Verlander, forty-five million dollars later, we'll figure it out. Three years. Jesus Christ, I cannot see that happening. I'm sorry, the athlete. No. that is too much money, man. It's too much, dude. That is, that is strong. That is strong. It's way too much. Uh, Carlos Correa. Mm. Great segue because Carlos Correa is the guy, remember, that the Houston Astros said, we good, bro. Mm -hmm. Take it easy. We got Mr. Pena coming up. So Mm -hmm. they were right. They were right. Yeah, because Mr. Pena won the fucking World Series MVP. And the ALCS MVP. And the ALCS MVP. (laughs) Didn't mean to shortchange Mr. Pena there. It's Mr. And a gold glove. And a gold glove. To you, Joseph. Thank mm-hmm. you. And he is a heartthrob. I'll tell you that much. He's Louise. <laughs> yeah, he works Jeez out. He's Louise. <laughs> he works out. You can tell. Um, yeah. Correa back to Minnesota. Anybody? Any takers? Anybody? Ooh, nope. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Where does Correa go? Correa going to Chicago? It's time for Dodger Baseball. Come on. But why? Why wouldn't they just get Trey? What's the difference? Yeah, why are they not keeping Trey? Because Trey is going to America's team. Our Seattle Mariners. Atlanta Braves. No. You want, and then then what would you have them do with JP? Crawford, second base. And then what would you have them do? Jared, Jared. Trey Turner is going on the Mariners. You can write that down. <laughs> I 
don't I don't know <laughs> that that's the case. Yeah, I know you don't know. I just told you. Because how long is J.P. Crawford under contract for? He just signed a deal, didn't he? I don't recall. I believe I believe J.P.'s locked in. I could be completely wrong. Could also trade him. You're not going to not sign Trey Turner because you have J.P. Crawford. I'll say this. J.P. Crawford is a guy that strikes me as somebody who would be more than willing to make a move, especially after the season that the team just had, if he feels like it's going to make the club that much better. I, I got to believe that that's a conversation that DePoto's had. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, does he have a choice? <laughs> Carlos Correa shows up. Yeah, probably not. Second base is a good good position. It's well, a good here, position, here's, Dallas. Here's the other thing. Because of the... Th- this is where... This is where the shift and stuff might not factor in as much on the surface in conversations at the water cooler, but I promise you it's factoring in with front offices Mm. because the shift is done. So whoever I'm trying to plant over there at second base, they've got to be a viable option. Like I can't necessarily hide a guy in the shift these days. I got, you're going to need to be athletic. So, I mean, yeah, Crawford is a is a guy who, if he's willing to open that door, then sure, those are landing spots. I just don't know that that is something they'd be willing to do right off the top. Like, do they feel, do the Mariners feel like they are just a Correa or a Turner away with Crawford at second base and things look completely different for them? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Especially if, if if Verlander doesn't stay in Houston. That closes the gap a little bit. Yes. Add a Again. Turner, subtract a Verlander. Mm-hmm. Now you're you're feeling a little better about what you look like in the division come July. Some of your younger guys take steps forward, like a Kirby. Well, I mean, dude, you saw that happen. Yeah. Like I watched. He was a guy. I watched that happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. I watched Logan Gilbert, George Kirby. I watched these dudes take their game to the next level. Sure. You know, um, Marco Gonzalez. Friend of the pod. Quality human. Mm-hmm. They, they've got. They've got the pieces. I mean, Trey Turner could be a very interesting addition. The only thing is the com- the, the Crawford conversation. Um, sure. That's why I threw around like, man, I don't know. I don't know. I, I like, I, for some reason, for some reason, I have the white socks in my brain. Dude. <laughs> Did you see fucking white socks? Dave tweeted something about like <laughs> the white socks signing Aaron judge. Like they've never spent even a one singular hundred million dollars on a player. Now you're gonna you're gonna spend three hundred fifty million on Aaron Judge. Fuck it, man. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, didn't I read that the White Sox were saying they're gonna spend less money next year? How could you possibly spend less? And the fans are up in arms. Is that the rumor, Joe? I heard that. Damn, dude. 
Because that's that's got to be a team that's sitting there going, how, how do we, how do we separate ourselves? I don't know how we we were I supposed to I, win this division handily. I bet there's th- I bet that's what they're thinking. We're in the shittiest division in the world. Why do we even have to try? We probably have a. <laughs> we don't have to try. We got a good chance no matter what. Well, that's all. Yeah. I, I can understand that thought train, but I, I, I've got to believe you're trying to do everything you can to give yourself a chance to win that division. Like if you show up in a room and everybody's just average, I, I don't understand a mindset that says, all right, this is a perfect place to be. We're great. Like, because we could perform and do really well, or we could, you know, just kind of perform and probably just be middle of the pack. So well, let's just I mean- roll this out there. It's stock markets down Dallas. So if you're owning a team right now and you're looking at the spreadsheets, might be trying to save some money. Mm. I'm into championships. Not me. I'm into stocks. (laughs) Sports Illustrated just put out their top 50 free agents. Red Sox are re-signing none of their free agents and only uh, uh, Chris Bassett and Brandon Drury predicted to come to the Red Sox. Fuck yeah. Bass. I love a little sea bass over here though. Boston fans would love him. They really would. It's just, uh, you know, don't love the whole like not re-signing anybody thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so let's get to uh, what Xander no, Bogarts. We're talking no, uh, shortstops. He's not, he's not next on the list. Uh, you didn't make oh. a Correa prediction. Um, Correa is crazy, man. He can go anywhere. It, it really is because, I mean, did not have the dude going to Minnesota last year. Like, not even close. And that that was a thing. You should never know <laughs> with that guy. That yeah, what happened. does he want? Does he, I guess he wants a long-term deal. Well, that's what he's been after, but the fucking clock continues to tick, man. Yeah. The clock continues to tick. I mean, could this motherfucker... I mean, I know I was joking about it earlier, but like, do you think he could end up going to the Orioles? Like, the Orioles are going to be in the mix on on some names. What about the Cardinals? What about the Cardinals? Bro, respect Paul the Young, bro. No, no. You know what's gonna? I won't, you know I won't, I won't respect Paul DeYoung. You know what's I, I, I gonna cause him, chaos? I not consider him. A what will cause chaos on this podcast is if the Atlanta Braves end up signing Xander Bogarts. I think I'll quit the show. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'll quit the show. I don't give a fuck. I don't need this. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't need this. Oh, that would be poetic. Would that you would you be, would be Joe, would you be an over. asshole about it or would you be nice if that happened? I would be an asshole for Joey. No. I mean the Atlanta Braves are a team that I love, but I don't want to see Xander Bogarts on the Atlanta Braves. I don't want to see that. You don't want to see him happy? No, dude. I want to see him miserable every- in Boston with me. Everybody loves playing for the Bravos, baby. No, that's not true. I don't, uh, that's uh, not how, true. Much I don't. Are, how, how much are we really thinking? Like, Dansby's gone? What if, what, I mean, there, there's just such a fucking musical chairs with shortstops. If Trey Turner signs with the Mariners or the Cubs, 
then the Dodgers are going to want a shortstop. So does Correa go there? Does Dansby become a Dodger? I don't know. But you, if Trey Turner doesn't stay in LA, you know that the Dodgers aren't just going to be like, oh, maybe we'll trade for a shortstop or we'll have like a, we'll wait for one of our top infield prospects. They're going to spend on another top free agent shortstop. That's what they're going to do. Yeah, they'll go get a guy. If the Braves lose Dansby? Yes. I, I can I see this- I can see the Braves letting Dansby go and then picking up like uh you know like an average like a below average someone no one's really talking about shortstop who can just to plug him in and then wait for a prospect like Grissom to be ready completely. Even he might be ready now. But I just don't I'll see the Braves. Stay the fuck away from Xander if you know what's good for you. I'll 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 talk to that my people. Yeah. Alex Anthopoulos. I'll talk to Alex. Be like, yo. Well, Brave Front Office, Jared, has a track record recently of making folks happy, compensating people to the point that they are no, happy. No, that's not true. That's not true. Competing. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they they, they have true. a fucking long history of paying it's, people below what they're worth no, and so, fucking no. things up for everybody else. Well, it's those true. two things could be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. Just because they've paid people less than they're worth doesn't mean those people aren't happy with the compensation they're receiving. Those can be true at the same time. And that's where we're at. I don't think Ozzy Albies is bitching about the 100 mil. I don't think Ronnie's bitching about his change either. I bet you probably is. We're being honest. Hey, I bet you. I bet you Ronnie is like, bro, what the fuck? Like I signed for pennies on the dollar. If you are, that is your that's on your fault. fault. Yes, I agree. I agree. So you can be mad at yourself and still be mad. It's better to lock in the money early. And then you have the capital in your account, and then you can invest Scott it. Scott Kingery. Scott Kingery. And then Scott you Kingery. Invest, it's better to invest it than wait because money grows over time. If you put it in a maybe a mutual fund, an ETF. Oh, you talking? You talking? Gross. Talking IRAs? You about to start talking IRAs right now? Yeah, because I told you the, the, what the stock market is looking like. It's low <laughs> right now, but it's a great time to buy. I I guarantee you, it's a great oh, time to have cash. Joe's. Joe's hunting those three white knights. I see you, Joe. I see you. It's a great time to have cash. It's a great time to have cash. It's a great time. Gold bars. Great time to have gold bars. Mm -hmm. So Ronnie is probably very happy. He's got cash. And that was talking economics and investing with Joe. (laughs) You're welcome. Appreciate that. He does this every Sunday. doesn't exist. (laughs) Where do you have Xander signing, Dallas? Not Boston. Um, You're a fucking asshole. uh, (laughs) I think Xander... Man, so like seriously, I think the Cardinals could be in the market for a shortstop. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> they're going to. They're, they're not going. Like he's not going to St. Louis. If Why he not? goes anywhere, if he goes anywhere, it'll be Philly because he loves Dave Dombrowski. Dave Dombrowski's the guy that gave him his contract that he just opted out of in Boston. Uh, so if the Red Sox don't come correct. Which I don't think that I don't think they will. Uh, <laughs> then uh, I see f- fucking old Dave Dombrowski coming to town, being like, "Hey Xander, what's it gonna take?" He's gonna tell him. He's like, "Done. Come on down to Philly." Then that's that. Oh yeah. So hey, if you're a Philly prospect right now, you need to keep a go bag packed by the door. Yeah, because <laughs> you're fucking out of here. Yeah. <laughs> you're going somewhere. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you, the high-profiled ones, you too. You're on that list. You are Mm -hmm. on that list. Oh, man. I can't wait 
for a fucking Carlos Correa, Dave Dombrowski lunch meeting photo to surface. The fuck? Just what? Co- Why just Correa? Guys. Huh? Correa? We're talking Bogarts. Or Bogarts, sorry. Yeah, uh, the Bogarts, uh, Dave Dombrowski lunch meeting pick is going to surface just like the Correa AJ Hinch uh, lunch surface or lunch photo surfaced. And that's going to do it. That's good. That will absolutely send Jared into a mental fucking tailspin. <laughs> don't even. Yeah. Don't even. Don't even. Don't even. Don't even. I don't want. But talk you know about what? It. I could see. Yeah, I, I could see St. Louis passing on a Carlos Correa just because of the um, the baggage, if you will. If that's still a thing, I'd like to think that teams do a pretty good job of you know vetting the guys they're going to bring in. Compared to the guys that are already there, what does that reception look like? You know, I mean, hey, Wayno, you doing okay with this guy back behind you? You're all right. Like, can you can you get him to understand the cardinal way? Like, is that something that can happen? I don't know. Yeah, Xander, not in fucking, but no, he he is he is done, dude. Done in Boston. Fucking done. He's tired of being he's tired of being underappreciated. He's tired of being backburnered. He's watched how other organizational talents have been treated and he's realizing I'm no different. And that's fucked up. That's not right. He doesn't deserve that. It's not right. It's not right. And what sucks is he's got his buddy to his right who's sitting there like I said earlier with all the cards going I want nothing but the best for this kid. And you know what sucks is he might be wondering what, what's going to happen with me. And I can't even give him an honest answer. Man to man, teammate to teammate. I can't let him know what the future is because I'm getting railroaded here. And that right there could very well start to play into to, to Devers and his decision making. Like, look, uh, they signed me. Whatever. Like, I know how I'm going to get treated. I know what the future looks like. It's right here. And my buddy to my left. It's right here. I've watched, like, I, I love going to LA because I get to see Mookie and he reminds me of how things go. Yeah, but like, I mean, if you're a Red Sox fan, like, you think about the history of the Red Sox and like the, um, the romanticization of how they were so bad for so long. And it was kind of fun, like, being bad, like, for 80 years, not winning the World Series. And like, it was a lot of good memories. And it's like, I feel like that's something that you can kind of, like be happy with like we're gonna go back to the old Red Sox which we're all comfortable Fenway's awesome like just the it's just it's the team's gonna suck but it's like why is that a bad thing it's going yeah, back I feel to your like roots. The Red Sox fan base should probably embrace taking a huge step back right Joe yeah yeah go back to the roots I mean think about when they won the World Series in 04 how awesome was that they made movies about it like you're just setting up for the in 60 70 years from now Another 04. That's right. What, what do they say? Tough times create tough men, right? Nobody's yeah. ever said that. Yeah, yeah. No, they do. They say it. Uh, I might say it right now. You say it. <laughs> I'm thinking about saying it. That's tough, man. I got, yeah. I'll say it. I got Xander Bogart's going to the St. Louis Cardinals. Why not? That's it's just weird. 
It's so hard to predict that because there's so many free agent shortstops who are all kind of like the same range of skills. So it's like if one team's going to sign a shortstop, which one are they going to sign? It's kind of like. Well, that's why I think like, honestly, one of the like, is it weird to think that? All right. If one of these top guys stays home, does that start to incentivize the other organizations to try to keep their guy too? Or if they see a guy leave town, are they motivated in some way to say, all right, we can move on from this individual because organization X moved on from their guy. Like we can, we can find this replacement. We can do this. <coughs> I think there's a little something to that. Yeah. What if they all just, st- they stayed all the shortstop stayed. That'd be awesome. Yeah. The Dodgers announce a fucking seven year deal with Trey. That, well, that can't like, happen you know, we know Xander's not staying in Boston. But then the Cardinals come <laughs> out and they're like, hey, we locked our guy up because our guy is Xander. That's who we're committing to when nobody else wanted to, oddly enough, even yeah. after having him for the entirety of his like, so if they don't, we will. We absolutely will. I mean, it's, good look, someone like Xander, Xander, all his batting gloves, all his wrist tape, all his it's all red already. So why mm-hmm. not? St. Louis is basically the same team. Yep. Just better nope. players. Not a big transition necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the twins are like, yeah, we're going to keep Correa. Correa's like, hell yeah. <laughs> I love Minnesota. <laughs> Correa's awesome. like, yeah, fuck it. We're going to fucking win a championship. We're going to put a roof on this place, be playing all year long. No big deal. Yeah. We're all staying home, man. We're having a reunion. Hmm. So now Devers, Devers, third base. Not a fucking free agent. But he's he's going to... Not he's gonna, a free agent. He's does not to, fall into this category. He, he yeah. might as well be a free agent. Does not. No, he's not. He has a whole year left. Um, Carlos Rodon. Hmm. Ooh. Well, you I guys got, think about that. I got Hold a good on. feeling about this one. And I think, I think he's going to the Metropolitans. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Hold on. Uh, if you want in-depth football talk straight from future Hall of Famers Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald, let's go. Every Monday on Let's Go, a serious XM podcast with Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and Emmy Award-winning journalist Jim Gray. Hear championship perspective on the trending topics on and off the football field. Get expert analysis on the latest NFL action and find out what it takes to win seven Super Bowl rings. It's five-time Super Bowl MVP Tom Brady and 11-time Pro Bowler Larry Fitzgerald at the microphone and unfiltered. If it's on their minds, it's on Let's Go. Plus, all season long on Let's Go. Hear the best guests in the podcast world from Oprah and Snoop Dogg to today's NFL stars. Listen to Let's Go with Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and Jim Gray every Monday night through the 2022-2023 season on Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, I agree with you, Joe. I think uh, he's gone. I, I think if um, 
if the Mets don't bring back DeGrom, which I don't think that they will, for money reasons, for we know too much reasons, for we just want to allocate dollars somewhere else. Uh, they just gave $102 million to Edwin Diaz over a five-year deal. I think the Mets are a great landing spot for a guy like Carlos Rodon. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I could, I could, I, I could see that. Uncle Stevie not afraid to open up the pocketbook should he need to. Um... Meet the Mets. The Mets. Step, Step right, right up and meet the Mets. The Mets. What about... See, uh, I feel like they're just in that sweet spot of being young enough where you don't necessarily have to... I mean, the Guardians, uh, they spent some money on Joe Ram. No, stop. No? They're not... No? 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 No. Why not? It's just not happening, dude. Guardians are not in on. Did they? Where is it? Uh, where's that fucking athletic article? How far down before I get to hit Carlos Rodon? Uh, five years, 144 million. The Giants, the Cardinals, the Braves, the Mets, the Orioles, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Angels, the Blue Jays. He's going to have a pretty big market for himself. Yes, he is. It's yeah, a, he's the type of player that everyone, everyone's like, this is it. We got a chance. We got a chance. He's not too high, but he's right there, not too low. Yeah, if you're in a if you're in a position where you do need to spend, you do have some flexibility, and it's clear that you need help on the mound, this is a guy who's got to be on everybody's board. Yeah. The problem the thing is that why I think the Mets is because if the Mets don't keep DeGrom, you know they're gonna spend somewhere. And if this is the second highest, third highest pitcher, like it's just well, they paid Edwin Diaz. That's something. It's not nothing. That's not nothing. Not nothing. But you can't lose DeGrom and then not get anyone to replace Correct. if you're the Mets. Right. Well, right. You're locking, and Bassett. You're locking up, and Bassett. Yeah, and you're Bassett, locking yeah. up Diaz because of what he represents in outings from guys like Bassett, guys like DeGrom. Like yeah. you're, you're locking down the ninth inning. So who? how, how do you get there? That, that, like I've always thought about that as well. Bullpen? You like to build from the back forward. So let's start with the ninth and go from there. But when you've got a dude like Diaz back there, you have to think about being able to be in a position to get him the baseball. And that happens in the first two thirds of the game. Because after that, you've probably already got arms identified down there that are the bridge, eighth, ninth, so on. Those guys don't mean much if they're constantly sitting in the bullpen because it's five to one or if they're constantly, you know, that doesn't matter. You got to be able to give them an opportunity for their outings to mean something. That's where the starting pitching comes into play. Yeah. So you cannot let a DeGrom walk. You cannot let a Bassett walk and not supplement that with a frontline arm. Can't do it. You cannot. Can't do do it. it. Won't do it. Can't win with them. Uh, uh, yeah, Rodon to the Mets makes a lot of sense. What, Trey what, Turner, uh, am I the only one that has the fucking balls to, to put Trey Turner in Seattle? Yeah. <laughs> I just can't give a prediction on any shortstop right now. I keep, 
confidently. Well, that's why. It's, aside, hey, we're aside confident. From this, just, St. Louis. this is this is not confident. like this is not like the playoff predictions where you fucking lock it we're in and you're it stuck just with it. it this is this is the every single person that tries to make predictions right now. You're probably going to end up being wrong. Like you might hit on some, but until especially at shortstop, where one guy signing with one team fucks up the whole thing. So this is just you know first podcast of the off season. We're just making a little prediction here, prediction there. Mm-hmm. So if he's not going to, if he could go to Seattle, it's a big coffee town. Oh, he loves coffee. Does he? Yeah. Big coffee town. It's a big heroin town. Yeah. yeah. So is San Francisco. Yep. Huge heroin mm-hmm. town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. New York. Nowadays, huge, now, huge heroin nowadays, town. <laughs> you, get, you can really get anywhere nowadays. It's a little easier in some places that have, you know, like state sponsored injection sites and shit, but yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's not cheap now. He doesn't, he doesn't even want the free shit. No, mm-hmm. he's not a, like, w- w- hold on. Who are we talking about? Trey Turner. Well, I didn't, I, I don't believe Trey Turner to have a, a heroin habit. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Based on what? Is that inside info? Yeah. Well, just based on, you know, watching him move around, I haven't seen him, I haven't seen him nod off, like, in the middle of his lead at second, like, I haven't, Mm -hmm. he hasn't really shown me anything to raise a red flag that says, we should talk to, we should talk to Trey Turner about heroin. That's not, Mm -hmm. that's just not a vibe he's putting off. So, opioids, if opioids aren't a factor in his free agency, then. Yep. That changes a lot, man, honestly, but why not why not go to the Guardians if you're Trey Turner? I I already the Guardians are already paying Carlos Rodon. So they can't they're not. Why can't they get both? Well, because they don't spend that kind of money. They got they got they got one good pop every 10, 15 years in them. And they yes. just they gave it to Joe Ram, and now I'm getting really greedy asking them to pay a pitcher. It's true, and the, and the market's down. Yeah, so. down market, Joe. Stock markets are down, man. You didn't know? Mm-hmm. I did, but like also maybe it's a good time to buy. It could be a long-term investment. If we're looking at long-term investments for Trey Turner, I think he goes to, I think he goes to the Mariners. Oh, so you both are on, on the Mariner train. Not a boy. Seems obvious. Not a boy, Joe. Yeah, I, I don't really need to see Trey Turner in Seattle. That's not. Well, well then just pick days. Pick days. Yeah, the A's, the A's might be in on them. What does no, the I Athletics say? A's are probably heading a different is. route. I think. Trey Turner's market. A fucking prediction, knocks, babe. Eight years, two hundred sixty-four million. Uh, the Braves, the Mariners, the Giants, Twins, Red Sox, Phillies, Cubs. Dodgers, Orioles, Angels. It, if you name half the fucking league, that's not that's not the best fits. That's <laughs> you're just naming teams now. Yeah, I mean that goes back to what I said about all the shortstops. It's like it's a, it's a fucking free for all. It's gonna be fun, and I think that I think it's uh, gonna be a market where guys go quick. Because I think if you if you're one of the top three, like once trade, do you think Trey Turner goes first? Well, that that's why I said what I said about guys staying home. 
whatever organization decides that they're not willing to fuck around and let a guy walk and take their chances trying to entice another one of these free roamers, I I I think that that sets off a chain reaction. Like, all right, nope. They were keeping them close to the vest. They were already working on shit. Like we we were doing the same thing. Let's just let's just stick with what's comfortable here. Let's not get crazy. I don't know. I think that could set off a chain reaction, but I don't. I don't think that's going to happen where everybody stays home. No, someone's getting paid. Someone's going to get thrown a fucking paycheck where they're like, "Yeah, that ain't." I think, I think Trey Turner else. prefers the East Coast too. I think I saw that somewhere that he prefers the East Coast. The Mariners are going to have to come correct with that offer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be one of those where the top guy goes, unless, unless. The Red Sox do their job and just give Xander what he wants. And then Xander is the first shortstop to go. And then teams that were looking in on Xander have to pivot to whoever else. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be chaos, but it's going to be great. I think once the first shortstop signs, you're just going to see a domino effect of all the shortstops just fucking going wherever they go. Mm -hmm. Because guys don't want to like, you don't want to be Javi Baez. (laughs) You don't want to be the shortstop. That is like, you know what? I guess I'll just go to Detroit. <laughs> like, they're going to give me what I'm asking for financially and for, for a, a year-long commitment. But I have lost my ability to pick a team that has a chance to win. That's yep. funny. Because, yeah, he went to... So, Javi went to Detroit. Yeah. Uh, Chris Bryant went to Colorado. Yes. Where's Rizzo going? Oh, or with Contreras. Because it seems like all these old Cubs go to the most random fucking teams. Could we see tr- Contreras? Contreras? Oh, man. Mets. Mets? Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's a Met. I was thinking Nationals. The Nationals? No, he's a Met. He's a Met, unfortunately. What, didn't his, didn't his brother play in, in D.C.? Beat the Mets. Oh, he's a Brave. He's a Brave. No, who am I thinking about? I'm thinking about I don't know. I don't know, idiot. No, not, not but Wilson right Contreras is a Met. Um, <laughs> Wilson Contreras, your newest Cincinnati Red. Let's go. Cincinnati Red? Oh, my God. Joey's throwing out random teams. Yeah, Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. They, they Their payroll might be worse than the Oakland A's next year. <laughs> Um, Damn. Yeah, ca- catching is always interesting too because there's a there's. Did you pick a fucking team for Trey Turner? You always do this. Who me? You you, you yeah you we're we're on a guy and then you pivot and like well let's talk about fucking Sean I Murphy. We, I thought we I thought we already talked about Trey Turner like fucking fifteen minutes. Where ago. where is he signing? Take your time. The fact that the fact that you still haven't just been like I already said, but Team X. That's because you didn't <laughs> pick a team, Dallas. I don't. Uh, no, no, no. Didn't I say the White Sox? White Sox. No, you. Oh <laughs> God. Did I say the White Sox? Did I not say the White Sox? Who does the White Sox? This Sorry, man Tim Anderson. Not, you're out. <laughs> yeah. Mo- this man has not made a serious pick yet. He's got Aaron Judge <laughs> going to the fucking uh, the A's. No, that's that's got Trey false. Turner going to the Cincinnati Reds. Um. Oh man. Oh man. Where are you putting trade turn, Dallas? Come on. 
What if the Padres just, just said, fuck it, no, traded no, Tatis no, no. and signed Trey Turner? This was going to, I mean, uh, see, Tatis it doesn't score the outfield. I was trying. I was trying to. I was going to say Toronto, but that doesn't work because Witt's hanging out at second. I was going to say, do you move Flo Wait, over to second? Wit? Wit's at the Royals. Mm-mm. What are you talking about? Not anymore, buddy. Whit Merrifield is a Toronto Blue Jay. Jared. Oh, I thought you said. I th- I'm thinking Bobby Witt. Bobby. Oh. They had two. They had two wins. No. How didn't they win at all? I mean, Witt was playing some outfield though. Got to got to keep your wits about you. Yeah, no, it's a mean, switchblade. Wits a switchblade for sure. So, do you no. move Bo to second? No. Well, there are a lot of complaints about Bo's defense for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that could be a fit. It could be a fit. You're right. Could be a fit. Neighbors to north are getting Trey. Let's go. Oh, Canada. Trey Turner. I got I to load up the Canadian national anthem on the soundboard. First of all, it's, it's just a great national anthem. It's, it's probably the best. It's, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's Top tier anthem. Top yeah. tier anthem. But then we just, we, we talk about the Jays enough. We talk about them actually, a lot. I think America's number one national anthem. National no, anthem. Sorry. No. No. It's, Sorry. It's not. Good it's effort, not. Joe. Yeah. Shut that down real fucking quick, dude. Sorry. Um, Dansby. Dansby Swanson. Where is he going, Joe? Is he staying? Is he staying in Atlanta? Or are you already moving on? Uh, I love Dansby, but I don't think he's staying. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Where is he going? Hey, and listen. I'm honest. I'm saying it's more of like a 55, 60, 40 type thing, but okay. I think he's packing his bags. Yeah. And I think he's going to, to um, it's, it, I think he's going to the Cardinals. The Cardinals. He'd Games be a great Cardinal. I can see it. The second mm-hmm. you said it, I could just see it. Yeah. Well, that's for the same reasons that I think I have Dansby. Um, I see. I don't know, man, because I could see him de- definitely being like, "Look, I'm a team guy, absolutely." But you want to know what? I'd like to capitalize on me being fucking sweet too. I want that yeah. compensation. So I don't know that I'm ready to just take one for the boys here and stick with this group, stick with this window, because this moment could very well be my moment, right? And it uh-huh. probably is. This is the moment where he's going to get breaded the fuck up. Yeah. So. I don't know how much of a hit you're willing to take when you're in that spot. Probably not a big one. I mean, dude, he had the best season of his career right before free agency. So most people, most people aren't going to just be like, yeah, whatever. Hmm. And if you, and the Braves offered him, I don't remember the exact numbers, but they've made offers. So if he was going to take a hometown discount, he probably would have already done it by now. Well, that very well could be, I know what you're willing to offer, and I know that this is going to be team friendly. So that's essentially somewhat of a starting point for me mentally, knowing what free agency is going to be offering. So this is where you're starting. Obviously, other teams are going to start higher. Who are those teams? What do those years look like? Is there a window, one that looks like the window here in Atlanta? 
But I could also see Freddie Freeman calling up him like, bro, I want to fucking kill myself. This sucks. Stay, stay, stay. Worst mistake of my life. I'm, uh, you know what I'm saying? And then he stays. Sure. Mm-hmm. Freddie and Dansby probably serving a little different role in that organization. Who, who, who's to say? That Dansby didn't step into that role? Yeah. Yo, yeah, I mean, I, Dan, Dancy was, I would say, was the team captain last year. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what Grisham said. That's what Michael Harris said. So he was the team captain. But if he doesn't stay in Atlanta, maybe he goes, maybe he goes to LA. Cause, you know, Dancy's got some Hollywood in him. A little mm-hmm. bit. A little bit. He's a, he's a country boy, but <laughs> hey, country boys he, can't survive. He ain't, he ain't that much of a country boy. He likes the limelight, and I don't blame him. He's earned it. Hmm. I got Dan. Yeah. So, so do I have to pick a place for Dansby? You do. This is. See, it's tough. I, I, I just want to throw salt in the wound and call Dansby a Red Sox because that means <laughs> Xander's not. But we know that they're not going to pay money for players. So, pay uh, money for players. Why would you? Uh, hmm. Did you already say where he's going, Jared? Do you have a you have a landing? I think he's there? I think he is staying. Yeah, I think he's staying. Okay. I said you know, you know he's a wife guy, right? Yeah, he likes yeah. his family. He's a big family guy. And he's, from- he's uh he's he's local. That's true. That's home for him. Mm-hmm. His wife plays in Chicago. What does she do? Soccer. Soccer player. Oh, that's cool. Power couple. There's two teams in Chicago. Mm-hmm. The Cubs are looking for a shortstop. The Chicago Fire, right? Is that who they are? The Red off. Stars. The Red Stars. Come on, man. Okay. Yeah. Come on, dude. Chicago Fire. Is that a TV show? It's <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing. Law and Order knockoff. It's embarrassing. Uh, it's else? time to knock that new business idea out of the park with Shopify. The all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Forget the off-season work. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling warm-ups or wall hangers, it's time to start selling with Shopify. And join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build the relationships that create die-hard fans. Kind of like in Oakland. Shopify fields all the sales channels to grow a winning business from in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is your, your, is your team every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world score their first sale with Shopify. And you can too. When you're ready to start, when you're ready to take your winning idea to the world, team up with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Try out Shopify for free today and start selling anywhere. Sign up for a free trial right now at shopify.com slash Jared, J-A-R-E-D. Go to shopify.com slash Jared to start selling online today. That is 
shopify.com slash Jared. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Uh, Dallas, you, you got into a little tweet beef with John Heyman. Is there anything that you wanted to... Did you want to shine some light on that? Is there? I feel like oh. on Twitter, on Twitter, it's you only get X amount of characters, and maybe uh, expounding on that is Twitter is not the platform for it. So now you have this this free open space here on the podcast where maybe you could shine some light on what exactly went down. Yeah, um, I mean, absolutely crazy, just crazy. Crazy talk from John Heyman. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we know what uh, you've got guys on the ballot this year for the what the modern era committee. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Mm-hmm. Is that right? The modern era committee. Whatever. We know what you're talking about. It used to be the veterans committee. Now it's the whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, so there's obviously guys on that list who have the PED cloud looming largely. Over them, over the majority of them. And John Heyman sent out a tweet linking to an article and the title or what he had written was, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, not so much, not a lot of character, but a lot of characters in this next class. And I, I took, I took issue with that. I took issue with that because, um, he is somebody that has a voice. He's somebody that can shape the narrative. And my response was, uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm trying to find the two. I don't know if I can even, uh, if I can do it because he fucking, I believe he deleted it. What? He deleted my tweet. Oh no, 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 no. He deleted his tweet. I think, right? Then Jared, then you couldn't find it or something? No, there was like something weird going on where he couldn't oh, yeah. like, I so couldn't I, see the tweet. So he 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 sent that tweet out about uh you know the Hall of Fame list lacking character but being full of characters. And I quote tweeted that tweet with this <clears throat> a man who holds a Hall of Fame vote and who has admitted to his blatant discrimination against a former player on live national television wants to point out character flaws. Please overlook his as he attempts to place the ineptitude of the league back then on the shoulders of legends. And boy, did that fire him up. Oh, buddy. It was, I, I and, and let me say this, I honestly could not believe the response that he sent me. Unhinged is a word that I would use to describe it. And I'll tell you this straight up, 
many, many prominent writers, broadcasters, analysts, former players, current players reached out and voiced their opinion about John Heyman. His response to my tweet, his initial response was, you're saying I admitted to discrimination? Well, you did. It's on TV. (laughs) I'm wearing my Obama t-shirt today for the vote. I'm hurt. (laughs) How do I discriminate? Question mark. You mean I discriminate against cheaters? Question mark. Those were his two initial responses in my DMs about the quote tweet that I just read to you. I responded to those two tweets or those two DMs with this. You know, I've enjoyed you for a while. I'll start there as to make sure you understand I'm capable of not agreeing with things you've said and done in the past and still have the ability to articulate my points in a respectful manner. The league is as culpable for the steroid era as the players. We both know that. From there, I go to your admission of distaste for the character of Kurt Schilling and you're withholding a vote for said reason. You can cite the character clause, which we both know isn't worth the ink it was printed with. So as someone with the platform you have, you're well aware of how the words you use could shape a narrative. I'm here to make sure that should a narrative of cheating during the steroid era start to feel like the blame is being cast solely on the players, well, I'm going to speak up. That was my response. Hmm. Are you prepared for what comes next? Um, I believe so. I mean, I don't know if the listeners are. I don't think they are. Buckle up! This is what John Heyman had to say. You made that about me. And over withholding Schilling's yes vote one time out of 10. Full stop. Full immediate stop. He just fucking admitted to the discrimination that he is denying. Do we all understand that? Okay. Time in. That really wasn't much of a penalty. One vote. Even though I find him tasteful and trust, I'm reading his words that he wrote, okay? Even though I find him tasteful and trust, he also has a Hitler collection for which his longtime Jewish agent understandably dropped him despite him being a cash cow. Yet I still voted for him 90% of the tins. I'm sure he meant time, but he said 90% if the tins. It is unfathomable to be how many writers sound like fucking idiots when they don't have editors. So I don't even discriminate against a guy who collects (laughs) Hitler memorabilia and wants me dead. Yet you call me out publicly as being the discriminatory one. Full stop. I'll just take you back to the top of that tweet where he admitted to discriminating against Schilling. So he says, yet you call me out publicly as being the discriminatory one, not the Hitler fam, but me, someone who overlooked his love of Nazis and wanted me dead. Not only are you ring, 
but you make no sense. You have also made a lifelong enemy gif your grandstanding position. This is all off the record since I now trust you less than the Nazi fan. I really am stunned. I had thought you were a fair person. If you want to criticize the league, go ahead. Just don't make it about someone who did nothing wrong. One vote out of ten. Whatever. Don't ever communicate with me again. Or reference he in any way. So basically, he's a fucking idiot. Like, he can't even spell. He can't even, like, function making sentences. Look. I even responded to a tweet of, uh, of a, a fan telling them that I've had several conversations with John in person mm. and have called him out on things where we have great civil discourse on the baseball field. Mm-hmm. And I just, the reason I didn't tweet anything is because when you think about the social climate we're in the middle of right now, there's just no positive to having this kind of back and forth with this kind of individual mm-hmm. in a space where your ability to express your entire thoughts are extremely limited and can easily be taken out of context. I just didn't feel like that was the right space to do it. And I am never someone to try to retweet or blow something like that up to get somebody in trouble to like, you know, for the fucking cancel culture effect. Like, no, that's so I'm so against that. And I said, just to try to maintain some level of integrity on this website and how we communicate, I, I'm just not going to be that dude. So if you're looking for an account to blast people and blah, 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 even though they might deserve it, hold writers accountable, blah, that's just not how I roll, man. That's just not how I operate. That's energy that I just don't want to create. That's energy that I don't want to, I don't want to be around. So when I read what he wrote, the fact that there are three references to Hitler, the fact (laughs) that there are references to the, to the Jewish race, religion, community, especially, especially right now. I read this and just thought, what are you doing? What are you saying right now? Like, and I genuinely, some of the folks who reached out, who I shared this with, were like, oh man. Like, and and I said, and I genuinely said, like, I really hope he's having a bad day. Something terrible came across his desk and shit was just not right for him. Well, this is just not uncharacteristic for him, though, right? Doesn't he like DM people that he doesn't get along with, like publicly on Twitter, and he'll just send them DMs and just try and shred them? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Uh, because I've like definitely I said, seen this. You're not the first person to like send me a DM that like John Heyman sent on the side to someone that like was coming at him on Twitter and that he just kind of like chews them out in a DM. Well, every like, and, and he always prefaces it by like, keep this. Pri- this is off the record. Keep this private. That's not how that works, dude. Like if you no, send no. someone a direct message, you can't just say this is off the record. And then that means legally you can't tweet this out if you choose to. You just, that's not how that works. No, and what was funny about that to me was, do you, I didn't ask you for a comment. I'm not a fucking writer. I'm not a journalist. I'm not published. None of this applies. I tweeted you. You DM'd me multiple times, to which I responded 
with a very respectful response. And then the diatribe that spilled out of your mouth afterwards, you brought all on your own. I didn't ask for a comment. I didn't ask you to give me your thoughts so that it would be published later. I almost feel like three quarters of the way through this, you realize what he had written and was like, I think I got to throw this in there. I, I just, I was, and I sit here today embarrassed for him. And I, I hope that I do. I hope that things are okay because I can't imagine that kind of reaction to something that we're talking about in the world of baseball that, that elicits that type of response. Mm. Like that was just crazy to me. I mean, I get where you're coming from, but it's like he was wearing an Obama shirt. <laughs> so <laughs> like just, just the fact, how that he, could you say that? The fact that he even, that's my whole thing. Like, dude, I'm not, I mean, I obviously I just went off on Ted Cruz, uh, but as far as like the, a political at look, I'm not telling you that you are right for voting for Ted Cruz. I'm not telling you that you're wrong for voting for Ted Cruz vote for whoever you would like. I don't care, man. I've lo- I don't care. Sounds like you so, care. so how does that get thrown in there? <laughs> that was such a wild thing. I'm wearing that Obama t-shirt, bro. And what's crazy is for those to be the initial two (laughs) messages he sends me and then I respond and then he's talking about you've made a lifelong gif enemy. Yeah, what What? did that mean? I don't know, dude. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, in all honesty, I hope I hope he's cool. I hope everything's all right. I hope he was just having a bad day because I can imagine living in that type of headspace daily. That's what he does. Yeah, <laughs> that's tough, man. That's tough. And yeah. here's the other thing: um, you can't you can't block people in real life, right? Right. There's there's a journalist in Oakland or in the Bay Area, I'll say, uh, a few years ago that spouted off just completely, completely ignorantly, and ran their mouth, blocked me, and I told them before he blocked me. I'll see you at the ballpark and we'll f- further this conversation. Mm-hmm. And after that, boom, blocked. We got on to the elevator at the very top of the Coliseum, headed all the way down. Him and I standing right next to each other. And Jared, it was incredible because I told him exactly what I told him on Twitter. Hey, little fella. Told you there wasn't a block button in real life. How you doing? <laughs> and then instantly, instantly, oh, that's that. And this is when we were at the other spot. That's that mentality. That's that mentality, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I, I don't think that's it, man. I don't think that's it. I think it's people just calling people out for things mm. that they wouldn't say to people's faces in public. And here we are. And remember what I told you, little buddy. <laughs> here we are. There ain't no block button in real life. And so as we're having this back and forth, right, I'm watching everybody in the elevator, writers, because the first people on the elevator in the press box are the writers who are going down to get comments from players and managers. So he's amongst all of his peers, Mm -hmm. all of his peers. 
And right before, right before we get to the lower level, to the last level where everybody's getting off, I said to him, hey, Timmy, can you hit that block button for me? I got one more level. And he fucking reached over, boop, hit a button on the elevator, and people just fucking fell out laughing. The entire elevator, dying laughing. Does he cover the Giants now? It was fucking epic. Epic. Because after he hit the button and everybody's laughing, there's nothing left to say. No. Nothing left. We're just going to laugh. You're going to get off the elevator. And I'm going to tell you, I'll see you at the ballpark. He, dude, what an idiot. He could have easily just hit every single fucking button. <laughs> your whole life up. But it was so good because he hit it and then instantly fucking knew. Oh. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> well, now, now we know why Dallas has been f- training so much jujitsu in right. the offseason. Mm-hmm. He's ready to choke out Heyman or anybody. Any <laughs> one of these dork ass writers on Twitter. Yeah, paying I for just, verification so- or whatever. Yeah, so so I'll, I'll I'll even say this much, man. Like honestly, I don't. I to the point that I knew John, where I met him at MLB Network. We had had great conversations. I yeah, I don't hold anything against the dude. Like I'm not mad at the dude. Doesn't bother there you me are. at all, man. Yeah, you, that's no. not true. You, you can you definitely hold it against him that he's oversensitive, which you no, should. No. No, you because I, I, you're I not genuinely... wrong for that, but like you can't say you don't hold anything against them. Like, yes, you do. I, no, I, 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 I'm being 100% serious when I say that I genuinely feel sorry for people who walk <laughs> around with that kind of baggage. I couldn't imagine looking at life yeah. through that type of lens. That must be fucking miserable. Miserable. Yeah. It seems you hit them with the discrimination, that word set them off. That's when he starts going Nazis, Obama, and all this shit. <laughs> Like, <laughs> well, I, I mean, whatever, whatever. I don't know, man. I don't know, Joe. Like I said, I like it just I, I felt like I, I did a decent job of taking the higher road. There wasn't trying to to put anything on on blast so it could be taken out of context or whatever. Like I did here. I read the words he wrote quite literally in the way he wrote them. Like I gave you the misspelled words. I didn't plug my own in. I gave it all to you. Yeah, you're being nice by telling by putting the type leaving the typos in there <laughs> yeah very good well, i mean i think the I'm typos just him. show how triggered he was <laughs> that I'm, like I'm he, he couldn't even think straight talking to dallas so he's just yeah. spelling every third word incorrectly well, <laughs> yes. well what you in the keys <laughs> well, it's like what what is it he's at the gm meetings right and like shit's flying around like you got to believe that boris is on the horn like hey God damn it, Heyman, you haven't got the fucking five tweets out this morning that I needed out. What are you fucking <laughs> yeah, doing? Exactly. So he's got yeah. Scotty B up his ass. He's trying to get mm-hmm. links from other places. Like, I can imagine there was a lot going on. So for him to get hit between the eyes with that and fire off a fucking five and a half paragraph rant that made zero sense mm-hmm. was going to be par for his course that day. So I hope he shot par and I hope things are looking better for him. Yeah. That's why that's why he doesn't like me. Or originally that's why he didn't like me was because I called him a Scott Boris puppet. And then um Jared, can I say this? Also, sure. Obviously I'm not giving anybody's names. No, that's just not what I'm gonna do. That comment, that comment right there was in the first three sentences of every single fucking response I got, every conversation mm-hmm. I had on the phone. Yeah, people know. People know that like he's he's a Scott Boris puppet. Mm-hmm. That's like that's like the thing. That's why I didn't understand why he got so mad at me. I was like, you know that like everyone says this about you, right? Like you're gonna you're gonna get mad at me specifically if if people haven't said it, they think it. 
So it is what it is. There's a lot of there's a lot of good people in baseball media. There's a lot of stuffy people like John Heyman too. But yeah, I just I, I found it interesting that in the first few sentences he tells you, Yeah, I withheld a vote for personal reasons. And then the entire rest of the rant is defending his made up position in his head that he's never done that. And then mm-hmm. at the end, he wants you to be okay with the fact that he's done it just one time and he doesn't feel like it was a big deal. It wasn't much punishment. So it's okay, right? I'm, mm-hmm. Am I in the clear to call out character now? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, come on, man. Just write your stories, have your opinions. But when you start to get fucking crazy like that, people are going to have opinions. People are going to say shit. And to my point, this Legends Committee and how this is going to go, you got a lot of really prominent baseball players that have helped shape our game and their legacy, whether tainted or not, sort of hangs in the balance on this ballot. And if we're going to just bypass what was going on in the game at that moment with the league at that moment, what they knew, what wasn't done, if we're going to bypass all of that and put the blame solely on the players, Mm -hmm. I have a problem with that. And I will defend that. Yeah, it's funny because like when you got into the beef with him, I actually had a quote tweet drafted out. And then I like debated sending it. I was like, honestly, it's not worth it, especially this time of the year to come at John Heyman and then risk getting blocked <laughs> because like I, if he breaks news, like I'm, I need to know that like that is a value to me to be able to know that. So I was like, ah, it's not worth the whatever, how many likes I'm going to get on this tweet to not have John Heyman's like notifications on. Um, but he, he tweeted something about, uh, it was something like, why, why is Rafael Palmero on this ballot, but Sammy Sosa's not like make that make sense or something like that. And I was just going to say, this is coming from the same guy who has voted for Barry Bonds, but not for Roger Clemens. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Mm-hmm. Like, There's- the logic apply when, when talking about steroid, guys. Like, let's lo- use some logic here. Barry, check. Clemens, eh. <laughs> what? They're a package deal, dude. Like, yeah, one way or the, the other. Ra- yeah, the rationale. I it, Yeah. That's you why, make- so over the years, like, because I didn't know at first, like, the not Mr. Tibbs guy who... who mm-hmm. You know, collects the all ballots. the ballots and everything. So for years, I had just looked at the the voting percentages on baseball reference. And I was looking at it and it was like uh, just a hair. Like it, it went differently in different years where it was like Barry would have like a couple more votes than Clemens or Clemens would have a couple more votes than Barry. And then I would just sit there and be like, what fucking idiot votes for one but not the other? Should have known. It was John <laughs> Heyman. <laughs> Uh, if anyone's on drugs, it's Heyman. That's what I say. Shots fired. Uh, yeah, so that was that was our exchange. <laughs> Got it. Well, we'll get him on next week. Yeah, next week on Baseball is Dead. Special guest John freaking Heyman. Yeah, baby. Tune in. He'll be here breaking it down. Every single Boris client, one by one, will go through them all. Don't want to miss that episode. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the offseason. 
That's Joe in Dallas. I'm Jared. Enjoy your weekend. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.